Hello again. This is the Gandhi Institute for Nonviolence podcast number six. Welcome. And today I'm talking to Camila Reyes. And she is an intern here. And she is from Colombia. And she just wants to kind of share her story with us. So I'll turn it over to you. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. So, so I want to talk about my motivation of being here at the Gandhi Institute. Mm. Basically, when I was, I used to, I, I, I've been living all my life in Colombia. Okay. And since I, since I born, I haven't had any day of peace there. Neither right. my parents, we, we, we have been living in a very long armed and social conflict. Okay. And it starts like 60 years ago and it's still happening. So yes. You're experiencing conflict every day. Basically not. I, I, I used to live in, in, in a big city. And the conflict, the armed conflict was more located in the rural area. Okay. But there is a level of violence in everyone like you, you can see that in the traffic in the way that we treat each other the, there is a lot of defensiveness so it's permeated the cult it's it's everywhere yeah even if the violence might just be in one isolated place it it's this attitude that's kind of yes we have this physical violence when people it's killing each other but we have also another levels of violence more emotional violence mm-hmm. or verbal violence. Mm. So the last three years of my life there, I, I used to work with the government. Okay. Visiting different indigenous communities impacted by the conflict. And, and it was so hard for me to to no matter where I was, to hear stories about people that have been tortured, women that have been raped, and all kind of atrocities were happening in my country to people that it wasn't so far away from myself and I wasn't able to do anything. So as a representative of the government, I was going there, receiving all that information, and then I was going back to the comfort, my comfort zone in the city. Mm-hmm. I was able just to send a report back, and and that was it. So that's by doing that work is when when I start to feel that in a very intense way at this connection from my experience there and what my heart was telling me and like our real the reality of my country doesn't match with with the voice of my heart it's there was a dissonance there something didn't seem right it didn't sit correctly with you exactly like why i can be safe if there is all these people that doesn't have any second of calm that they are living in fear 24 hours. Why my life is more important than their life. Why I'm able to go in and out. 
to those territories and they just have the possibility to stay there. Mm. So in in some point I I I realized that my contribution there was minimum compared with the atrocity of what I was representing mm -hmm. by being part of a government that it's at the same time promoting war in Colombia. Like this is a huge business. The military the military people have a lot of power there as here. Mm -hmm. mm, so so I decided to quit my job and to not represent anymore anything that it's not aligned with my heart. I I decide like I'm not going to to lend my face or my voice or my body to represent anything that I don't. You weren't comfortable anymore with represent working for the government, being a representative, kind of endorsing what was going on by your participation. Yes, yes, like saying to people. Don't worry, we can reduce the impact of war here, but we are not planning to stop this. Yeah. We are not planning to change anything structural. So that was very painful. It was very painful for me to witnessing all that violence and not doing anything. And that's how I started to, to decide I don't want to see, continue seeing how others are writing the story. I want to write the story too. You want to be an active participant. You want yeah. to sit on the sidelines. Yes, I want to do. I just don't want. I, I, I just don't want to care about, but to do something about it. So I quit my job and I traveled to New York City. Mm -hmm. And on that time, Occupy Wall Street was starting. Yes. And so in Occupy, there was a confluence of many people from different orientations, but saying like this world, this world is not working for everyone. This world is not life-serving. Like we are supporting a system that doesn't serve life and, and we want to raise our voice and to do something about it. They weren't going to stand on sidelines anymore either. They were, they were going to be active. Yes. And in that experience, I discovered the power of being out in the street with the people, like having this human experience of being together and supporting each other and not accepting anything that it's not, that doesn't feel good inside. Not compromising, going for what you really believe. Exactly, and, and to make the risk. I think that nonviolence is very much about share the risk. Mm -hmm. Not, it, it's about to get out of your comfort zone and, and do something about it until everyone can have conditions to to have that are life-serving like you're saying yes exactly it's about taking that risk doing something taking being out of your comfort zone it's not the norm Brilliant. to find courage to do something about it and when I said I want to write my story is because I I, I trust that 
support each other, it's possible. Because I believe that I'm not here to moving forward, but to walk together. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think that I'm going anywhere, but I want to go with everyone. Yeah, it's not about. Yes. So, so that's the story that I, that I want to, to write. And in Occupy Wall Street, I knew about something that is called nonviolent communication. And then I met Keith Miller, which is the director of this yeah, institute. So there's the connection. And then I came here and I decided to spend all my savings for a year and not receive any money back, but do my best to find my own voice to send the message that it resonates with my heart and not just seeing how others are telling us how to live. And also because I, what I feel in my heart is that in this world there is room for everyone. Yeah. We don't have to compete against each other. And nonviolence for me is probably, somebody already said this, but it's, it's the state of the heart with no enemies. And where there, when there are no enemies, there is a space for everyone inside of you. Uh -huh. So I'm learning here not just to find my voice, but also how to learn how to hold this position even when the circumstances are challenging. How can I have my heart open even when it's hard to have my, my heart open? even in the middle of conflict or injustice. Because it's, it's kind of easy to forget your humanity when you are in front of an injustice. So how can I be strong to hold my humanity and not forget that? Other people's humanity when we are fighting or discussing or it's easy to hold these ideals when you when things are going right and you're having a great conversation with somebody you agree with, but when somebody's really challenging your beliefs and what you think to be right, it's even harder. It's hard yeah. to hold, hold, hold firm. And, totally. Yeah. And, and yes, I, I, what you said about how to learn to understand and to hear, even if I disagree, to just to... There's room for that. There's room for disagreement. The, there's room for the life that is in front of me. It's like nonviolence is for me an invitation to getting in, in the sacred space of life. It's prioritized life. Mm -hmm. That's what it matters. No matter, even if you try to convince me that there is something wrong in you, I, I, I want to be able to appreciate the sacredness that lives in you, the life that you are, to not get confused, to not mm -hmm. confuse people with the ideas. Yeah. Everybody has is this important thing. Yeah. Regardless of what they've done or what they've said. Yes. And that's what we're celebrating, not, not that other stuff. Exactly. Like a collective body. We're, we belong to a collective body, so if a part it's not working, Mm, all the body is impacted, so we are, and that's in, interdependence. No, we need each other. We are impacting each other all the time. That's inevitable. So, how to live in harmony 
as, as a collective body. Yeah, nothing I can disagree with there. <laughs> it's really well spoken, but um, yeah. So thanks for your time today. Yeah, I do appreciate thank it. you. I I don't know. Ah, the 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 last thing that I want to say is <laughs> yeah, like, go for it. Nonviolence, a, a way that I, a, a a daily practice that I have around nonviolence is instead of react to respond. So. Instead of just via a reaction of the other person's words or attitudes or behavior, I want to respond and that means to check what works for me and what is life-serving and then to do something. Mm -hmm. that I, I think that if, if we can interrupt uh, the sequence between action reaction if we can take a minute and reflect. yes i think that there that, that there is a space there for nonviolence i think you're onto something <laughs> thanks again though as always it was a pleasure to speak to you camilla and i know i found a lot of great things to reflect on to think about after listening back to this conversation I hope everybody else listening feels the same way. Again, please feel free to comment on SoundCloud or on Facebook. Always looking for constructive criticism. This is obviously a new project for us, the Gandhi Institute, and we love getting feedback. Thanks again for your time, and have a great day.